Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast, a podcast made for finding God's grace in a disgraceful world. Youth pastors Garrett Lamb and Dalton Dickerson will be discussing biblical truths and topics found in the book of James. We hope that this podcast encourages you to have a stronger love for God and others. Welcome to Discover Grace Podcast. This is your host, Garrett Lamb, here with Dalton Dickerson, and uh, we are excited to be able to announce that we are doing a giveaway on social media. And so thank you so much, all of you that listen and have been faithful to listen in each and every week. And uh, just something we want to do to give back to you all. Um, so that's going to be through our Instagram page. And that's Discover Grace Podcast. If you just go to Instagram and search that page. Uh, if you don't already follow us, you can go and uh, find that page on there. And Dalton, how about you tell them what we're giving away? Yes, uh, we are giving away a $25 gift card to Amazon. Okay, there's so many things you can buy on Amazon. So we're looking forward to giving that away. Uh, and we're giving this away. Uh, of course, we want to interact with you on, on social media and, and do a little bit better job on that. But um, but the prime reason is, uh, if prime, you hear that that pun there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get sound effects. Dad jokes. You're already getting a head start. There you go. <laughs> but we're giving this away because we want to definitely give back to you. We appreciate you listening uh, and you supporting us. And of course, this is a ministry for me and Garrett. And we love uh, talking about the Bible, talking about uh, biblical subjects and dealing with uh, things that we go through today. Uh, but we want to give back to you. And we want to do something to, uh, to encourage you to keep on listening and just a way to say thank you. Uh, but we are not doing this for any type of scam or any type of <laughs> crazy reason. And and Garrett, I'm going to go ahead and share a story yes, do about uh, an Amazon gift card scam that I went through. Okay, so this is not what we're doing. I So I recently bought a home. If you listen to the podcast often, I talked about it a while back. And I bought this home, fixed it up. And I received receive so much junk mail in uh because you bought a house and all these different things. And I just usually just throw them away. But this one, it was a little postcard and, and it had Amazon's company, Amazon's address. And it said, just, this is for uh, first home, first time home buyers to fill out this uh, card and return it. It was a little survey. And I looked it up and I thought, you know, might as well, it was for $35 to Amazon. There's no way that this could go wrong. You know, even if they just say, or you didn't get it, you know, just might as well take five minutes to try to get this gift card. So I fill it out. I send it. And two days later, I get a call from some company out in Nashville uh, that is a water purifying company. And they call me and said, did you fill out this survey? And I said, yeah, it was for Amazon. And like, well, we're connected with Amazon and we're doing free home tests. I'm like, oh, great. You know, I didn't get my gift card. <laughs> and I asked them, I was like, well, how do I get this gift card that I signed up for? And they're like, well, you need to schedule a meeting and have someone come out and test your water. I'm like, oh, great. Oh, brother. I thought, you know, whatever, $35, you know, I can buy something I want on there. And so this guy comes out to my house. I forgot he was coming out. I got back, got off work. He's in my driveway. Oh, man. So I let him in. Uh, my wife is at home. And and the man, anyhow, he, he comes inside uh, and begins to do a test. And he's asking me where my wife is. I'm like, well, she's not here. You're a little early. And his manager calls and he's like, the wife's not there. Oh, we can't do any testing if the wife's not there. And he looked at me and said, well, if I can come back, I was like, well, you don't have to come back. He's like, well, I need your wife to be present. I was like, it's fine. Just show me the test. You know, all, all I'm thinking is, you know, show me the test and give me my gift card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and man, he about 30 minutes of random tests. And then 
he tells me, all right, well, I'm going to go. I'm like thinking, where's my gift card? I'm like, well, he'll mail it to me. And he leaves. And I get a call about a week later and they call me and I'm like, uh, where's my gift card? You know, do I get that $35? And they said, we can only give the gift card if they, he does the test with your wife. And they said, do you want to schedule another meeting? I said, no. <laughs> all right. So we're not going to be pulling hoops, all this crazy <laughs> stuff for you to get this gift card. Uh, Garrett's about to share the details. We just want to give back to you, but that is not what's going to happen. We're not going to send a company out to your house. So yeah, don't worry the, about that. Those of you that are listening, Dalton told me this story the other day. And, you know, I thought about it pretty much all day <laughs> after Did you, you really? told me that story. I'm like, that is so weird. Like, why, why does it matter if your wife was there or not? I think this maybe creepy. she, she th- they would think that she thought the water was nasty and we would want to buy it. Hey, and, it and this purifying mm. system, I'm not going to give you the company name. They might try to sue me or something. <laughs> but the system costs $8,000. Wow. And, he, and he's, yeah, I didn't tell you that. And he was like, well, if you sign up now, I can cut it in half. You only pay 5000 for like 10 years. Yeah, okay. I'm like... Um, you know, I, I don't think so. I just want $35 gift card. That's yeah. I'm not going to pay $8,000 to get $35 worth of a uh, gift card to Amazon. So yeah, it better be a $3,500 gift card. And the whole time, <laughs> crazy. the whole time, man, I had to use the restroom. I just got off work. I was ready to mm. go inside, use the restroom, get things fixed up for, for supper. When, when got home, uh, for her to cook Yeah. and the whole time I'm just sitting there thinking, Oh, I've got to go. That's, and, that's uh, the worst. That's the yeah. worst when you got to go and someone just yeah. won't stop talking. <laughs> That's crazy. But uh, yeah, we, we won't do that to you that are listening. Um, this is going to be legit. We'll send it straight to you. Um, and here's kind of the details real quick, and then we'll jump into the podcast. Um, so you have to follow the page and you also have to like the page, uh, that post that we put on the page. Uh, so that will get you entered into the contest, just doing those things. So as long as you follow us and you like it, you'll be entered into it. Uh, if you want any extra entries, um, the giveaway, when we post it, it will be who has been a godly influence in your life. And so that's the whole purpose of the giveaway for you to tag people in the comments. Um, so you can tag as many people as you want. And each tag that you put will be an extra entry for you. And then for an extra three entries, uh, you can repost it to your story on uh, Instagram and then tag us in that repost. So we're able to have record of that. Um, so those are the ways that you can do it. As long as you follow the page, like it, you'll be entered in. But for those extra entries, uh, just tag somebody who's been a godly influence on your life and also repost it to your story. Uh, but we're pretty excited to be able to do that uh, for you all, for listening and being faithful um, to be able to jump on the podcast. And hopefully it's been a blessing to you and uh, we can be a blessing to you in this way as well. Uh, but we're jumping into James chapter number two. And uh, this is our second episode on James chapter number two. Last week, we had Brother Judah on. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and do so. And a lot of good advice on there. And uh, he just did a really, really good job of talking through. Um, But I just wanted to uh, go over a couple of these verses. And uh, we're going to be in James chapter number two. And uh, we're going to be going through verses uh, 10 through 18. And so I'm going to go ahead and read verses 10 through 12. And, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, this subject here. So verse 10, it says, for, whoso- for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he, hath- he that said, do not commit adultery, said also do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, thou art become a transgressor. 
of the law. And I want to just stop right there. And uh, first of all, uh, in this passage, we, we in the previous episode um, had talked about uh, respecter of persons and uh, being a respecter of persons and, and uh, you know, looking at people differently, whether they be rich, whether they be poor. And now we're going into talking about the law. And uh, the law, it says, if yet you offend in one point, he is guilty of all. And the law was always set up as a measuring stick. It wasn't something that we were ever going to uh, perfect. That's the whole reason of it. The Ten Commandments, all of us have broke at least one of those ten. And it doesn't matter if you broke all ten or just one of them. And the many other commandments that the Jewish uh, people had, the, the law was always just a measuring stick to show you that you cannot live a perfect life. And it was a foreshadowing that, that you need to look forward to Christ dying on the cross as we look backwards to it. And so it doesn't matter if you just offended one uh, thing in the law or you offended many, the punishment is still the same. And uh, maybe every sin is not equal. Uh, I'm not sure how God, uh, he does say that some sins are an abomination to him, but I believe he, he thinks that all sin is bad and we shouldn't displease him in that way. But I'm not sure if there's a measuring stick on, on which sin is the worst or which one's worse than others, uh, but there is the same punishment. And uh, we learned that in the book of Romans. Paul talks about that many times on our penalty for our sin is death. And so all of us have to die because of we've sinned. And when we look at the law, maybe I haven't killed somebody, but maybe I haven't committed adultery, but maybe I, bear, I bore false witness. And uh, maybe I have used the name of the Lord in vain. Um, just different things that we've done that we shouldn't do. And it's telling us that we, we can't, when we measure up against the law, we are imperfect. Um, so Dalton, give us a couple thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. And um, again, you know, just because we don't commit one sin, but we commit another, doesn't mean we're, we're innocent. Mm-hmm. And again, the law was given not as, as a way of salvation, but it was given to as, as a way to, to magnify our sin and show us that we are sinners before God and that we do need someone to justify us. And that's why we do have the law. And that's why they had the law back then. But uh, kind of one quick illustration, maybe to bring it all together to uh, help our listeners understand, you know, you could, you could hop in your car uh, and you could never murder anyone as long as you live. And I hope you never do. Uh, but if you run every red light, you come across, uh, and every time you go through a red light, you just have the urge to drive through it, get your picture taken. Eventually, you're going to go and stand before someone in court. And you may plead that you have never killed anyone, you've never stolen anything, and that you're a good person. Uh, but you know what's going to happen is you're going to have consequences for that sin. And your license is going to be taken away. And no matter how much you plead that you're a good person, you haven't killed anyone, stolen, yet you haven't you know, committed adultery or, or whatever you try to plead you're still guilty of breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how, how it is. Uh, you know, we may be good in one aspect, but on the other side of the coin, there may be some areas we struggle with. And that's, that's why we're guilty of the law. And it, it just points out that we do need a savior. We need someone to step in on, on our behalf uh, and forgive us and provide us a way to sal- uh, for salvation. And also, mm-hmm. even after we're saved, uh, we need the Lord each and every day uh, to help us and give us strength. Um, to overcome different sins or things we struggle with. But just because we're, we're good on some parts of the Bible or, or we don't commit these types of sins doesn't mean that uh, these other, what we would call maybe, maybe minor sins or things we don't think are that big of a deal, doesn't mean that we're still not guilty uh, mm-hmm. of sin before God. Uh, and it goes both ways there. Yeah. And 
and Garrett kind of going on, uh, mm-hmm. and it kind of this whole chapter kind of runs together here. But verse mm-hmm. 12, it says, So speak ye, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty, for he shall have judgment without mercy, for that has showed no mercy, and mercy rejoices against judgment. Uh, and I thought it was interesting here in this chapter, they talk about the royal law. We talked about that last uh, podcast about loving your neighbor as yourself. Uh, and of course, loving the Lord. Uh, it talks a little bit about uh, the, the civil law. Uh, then it goes and talks about the law of liberty. I just want to put a pause right here, maybe. Uh, you know, the law of liberty, that's the gospel. That's what God's given to us because of Jesus Christ. We are liberated from, from sin, the bondage or the, the baggage that sin brings us. So we do have liberty and we do have uh, freedom in that. And we're not getting dragged down. Uh, and, and we have the law of liberty. And we still have God's commandments or God's uh, word to show us that we are sinners and we are guilty of sin. Uh, but of course there's mercy and judgment in the law of Liberty, you know, mm-hmm. but also you, if you look at verse 13, it talks about uh, judgment without mercy. There's going to come a day where the time does run out. Uh, and, and you have a chance to get saved. You have a chance to accept the gospel. Uh, but for many, the, the time will run out and, and they'll be judged before a just God. Uh, and there will not be any partiality. If you, refuse Christ or you never accept him as your savior, there will be those that are judged uh, and they will be sent to hell. Uh, so that time of mercy w- will run out. Uh, so Garrett, maybe you got some thoughts on that. Yeah. The the thing that really stood out to me in, in going over these couple of verses, um, it does talk about that should be judged by the law of liberty. And uh, with that judgment, without mercy, that has showed no mercy and mercy rejoiceth against judgment. Uh, when we look at the law, of course, the old law has passed away, you know, when, when Jesus died on the cross. Um, now we're under the New Testament in, in the church age. Um, but the gospel should bring us to be a more compassionate and merciful person mm-hmm. uh, because that's that's what God did for us. And he showed us that compassion and mercy by sending his only son. And when we look at that that perfect law of liberty, that law of liberty that it's talking about, that Christ has set us free from our sin that we would be able to, you know, be set free from the bondage of hell. And uh, we can be set free from those things. And because God did that for us, because Jesus has the power to be able to get us past some of these things, uh, we should look at other people in a light with compassion and mercy. Um, Because, uh, you know, us as as youth pastors, uh, we want our teenagers, we want the people in our church uh, to be at a certain spot, okay, a certain spiritual level. But not everybody's at that spiritual level at the same time. And uh, we have to love people where they're at. And I believe it was when we had your pastor on, Brother Warren, he talked about that, um, loving people where they're at. And uh, people maybe can become frustrating at times. And if you work in a ministry somewhere, uh, you might get bogged down and, and say, you know, is it really worth it? Am I actually doing anything in this junior church or Sunday school class or, you know, in this bus ministry or youth ministry that I'm in? And in all reality, we, we need to look at it in the eyes of Christ, that he looked at us and uh, he, he didn't judge us just with no mercy, but we should rejoice in the fact that he looked upon us in mercy and compassion and look past all the sins that we've done. And we're able to live in that liberty that it talks about. And in verse number 14, it moves on. And I love how these, these kind of flow together. In verse 14, it says, what does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith? and have not works. Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, 
what doth it profit? And it goes from saying that we, God's had mercy on us. We should have mercy and compassion on other people right into how we can do that. And we say that we're Christians. We say that we have faith, but yet we look at the works that are put forth and people don't see any change in what you've done. It gives an example of, of having a brother or sister in Christ. Um, they, they are of need of food, but we just say, kind of go on your way. You know, you'll, you'll be okay. You know, what, what kind of testimony does that show? And I, I believe that Paul, when he talks about the law, we've been given the law in here. Paul and James both talk about the law. And uh, Dalton, I found this interesting. You know, Paul always speaks to our works as obedience uh, to, to the law of Moses. We, we, don't have a, we don't have to obey the law of Moses anymore. Okay, that, that's all been done away with. Of course, there's things that we, we want to follow. There is an importance in that. That's why the Bible tells us that all scripture is given by inspiration. But he's talking about obedience unto the law of Moses to where we, we can gain our way to heaven or gain our works will you know, give us some reward um, that we would be able to gain eternal life. That, that's not the case. We don't have to, you know, circumcision is no longer eating, no eating pork, things of that nature. We're all done away with. But James always speaks of obedience to the gospel um, through the law. And uh, the law is still important. And uh, that, that pertains to the gospel, that we should love our neighbor as thyself. That's an Old Testament law, but it's still a New Testament law that we should be obeying. And uh, I believe that the whole Bible is put together and James kind of puts this together where you can almost look at Paul and James and think they're talking about two different things. And they are talking about two different works, but they're talking about the same gospel. They're talking about the same faith. And when you say you have faith, but you don't show any works after salvation, people aren't going to be able to see that you are a Christian. They're going to say, what's any different with you than, than with me? And I, th I just find that interesting that, that Paul kind of talks about all the works before we get saved, they, they don't do anything. Okay. We can't do anything to, to gain heaven, but after salvation, the works that we show forth are the things that people are going to see that aren't saved. And the people that are saved, that the testimony that we have, that, that we want to be Christ-like. And so uh, Dalton, what, what do you think about those verses? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, when it comes to faith, uh, our faith of Christ and our faith of, of, uh, in him is going to be shown by how we live. But I talked to, talked to this man and he believed that, that how you live and what you do depends on, on how uh, you go to heaven or if you go to heaven. But that's not what uh, James is talking about right here. He's talking about if we have faith, if we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, uh, then it should be shown in our works. It says if you know someone comes to us and they're in need of food uh, and, and we're, we're a Christian, we're saved, and we just kind of push them off to the side. You know, that's evidence that shows that, hey, we're a Christian. We should take them in and love on them. Mm. And that should be the question we ought to ask ourselves. Uh, if someone looks at us, can they tell that we're a Christian? Mm. Uh, not just by how we look, but how we act, how we treat someone in the workplace, how we take care of other people, the kindness that we show to others. Uh, that, that should be shown in how we live. And, and, and Garrett, I think that we should, that Christians, believers of the Lord, should be the most kind, uh, mm. selfish people out there. Yeah, there's no reason for some atheist or someone that that's not a Christian, that's not saved, should be kinder than us. Mm -hmm. and, and I pray that that if you're in a, a job or you're in a workplace, you stand for truth, you stand up for what's right. But when it comes to showing compassion and mercy to people, that you're at the top of the list. That people say that guy right there, I might not agree with him on 
on, on, on Jesus. Uh, I might not, you know, agree on everything he has to say, but he really cares and he really has compassion on us. And that's mm -hmm. going to draw people to Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of, uh, it's kind of thinking, you know, kind of something to, to, to bring it together is, uh, of course we have Jesus Christ who saved us. He lives in us and it should, it should, it should shine out of us in the way we live. But it's kind of like having a really nice car. You know, Garrett, you get a Lamborghini. We all know that you can afford that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Hot Wheels. <laughs> oh, there you go. A picture, a poster. Yeah. Uh, but, but we have, you got, you get a Lamborghini, Garrett, and you just coop it up in your garage all your life. Mm -hmm. And no one knows you have it. It, it just kind of hangs out there. Uh, you, you pass on and then everyone finds out, wow, he had a Lamborghini. Why did he never show that? Why did he never drive it? And it's keeping it locked up in a garage and we have Christ in our life. And again, that analogy is not perfect. You know, Jesus is way more important than a car. Right. We have Jesus in our life. We shouldn't coop him up and we shouldn't hide him from the world. We ought to show him forth uh, with our words and with our actions. Hmm. And I think we do ourselves a dis disservice when we hide the Lord and we hide our faith. Uh, we don't let that be shown. Yeah. And kind of go into verse 17 and 18. I'll read it real quickly and kind of hand it back over. It says, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee my faith by my works. Garrett, can you kind of talk about that? Yeah, I think that uh, what, what James is trying to say really is our, our sins are justified before God by faith. And our faith is justified before men by works. And uh, God, God looks at our faith that our sins are justified when we put our faith in God. Um, but men, they can only see the outward appearance. They only see the out, outer shell of us. And uh, if we just talk dirty, we curse, we, you know, go around drinking and smoking and, you know, telling dirty jokes and just all sorts of, of stuff that a Christian should not be involved in. We are showing that person that our, our works are, are dead. You know, the, the Bible says that our, our works are completely dead being alone and uh, we have to have faith, but our works is showing men our faith and uh, the men that are outside of this, these walls, I, I'm in a church building right now. Everyone that is outside of these walls need to know that this church loves them, that this church wants to be there, that any need that they have, that we would try our best to be able to meet it. And uh, because that's what, that's what Christ would do anywhere. You saw Christ going, um, any city he walked into, he was healing people. He was talking to the children. He was, you know, convicting people with, you know, salvation and bringing them to the knowledge of Christ. And just everywhere he went, he made that place a better place. And of course, not everyone liked Jesus. That's, that's why he ended up being crucified, but you could see the faith that he had in his father. And he spent time with the father and that showed through in his life and the power that he had. And of course, we, we can't have the, the power that Jesus has, but look at the disciples, each of them, you know, one of my favorite verses in, in Acts, it says that you could tell that they had been with Jesus and it doesn't matter if you just have the faith, you, you have everything inside and, and everything is good to go for you to go into heaven, but your works and your life don't bring anybody to Jesus you know, that, that's just a sad life to be able to live. And I believe it was Gandhi that said um, many years ago, you know, if it weren't for Christians, I'd be a Christian. And uh, that, that's a very sad statement that many times the, the person that gets in the way of someone becoming a Christian is a Christian themselves. 
um, because I said, oh, I, I knew this Christian at the workplace or I knew this Christian, um, you know, lived down the street from me and they, they were a horrible person. And I hope that would never be said of myself or, or you, Dalton, or anyone listening, that the testimony of Christ would be hurt from you. And I believe James really puts us in perspective of what our testimony really is. And it's not just saying that we have Christ inside of us and just keeping it there, like you said, with the, the illustration of the car. Um, you want to show it off because we have something that, that is worthwhile. It's going to give you joy. It's going to give you happiness. And it's going to give you everything that you would need in life. God's going to supply all your need. And we have to share that with other people. And uh, many times people meet atheists. They might meet agnostics that are happy, great people. And uh, they seem to have everything together. Um, but the true joy is not there because they don't, they don't know Christ. But they put forth joy and happiness and they enjoy what they do. And yet us as Christians, you know, we complain, we gripe, we murmur. Um, and that's, that's something that's been going on for a long time and, and throughout the ages. But for us and in my life and uh, for you that are listening, I hope that it's a desire of yours that it wouldn't just be a faith that you have, but that it would be your life by the works that you show forth to other people. And of course, Pastor Wilkerson, I, I believe I've said it on the podcast many times, um, our sermons whisper, but our life shouts. And uh, I, I don't know how many people I'll get to preach to and the sermons that I do preach. I don't know how many people will remember, but at the end of my life, people are going to remember how I live my day to day. And uh, when they saw me out in, in the public and, and what I would, how I would carry myself. And that's what they're going to really remember. Not a sermon that I get up and preach. It's the way that my life is lived. And I know that's, that's my desire. And, and I hope that's all your desires that are listening as well. Yeah, definitely. Garrett. And, and I'm glad that how you kind of brought that together. Um, and kind of as we just close out this podcast, you know, a dead person cannot drive a car. A dead person mm -hmm. cannot serve a meal. You know, if you think about a dead person in a casket, they can't get up and greet someone or share the gospel. And mm -hmm. if our if our faith is dead because of our works, uh, we can't be, we can't help people like we ought to. And just this week, I want my faith to be alive. I want everything in me uh, to show forth my Christianity, every vein uh, in my body spiritually to bring forth Christ. And I want to live. Uh, with a, a live faith, you know, mm -hmm. if you have someone, something that's alive, it's active, it's moving, it's on the go. Uh, and, and you can definitely tell, I don't want to have a dead faith, but I want to have an alive, active faith and bring, uh, people to Christ and show forth my Christianity by my faith. Mm. Yeah. And that, that's a, that's just a convicting thought for all of us to think about that whoever you meet in your life, I hope that they have a, a better day because they met you. And that that's because the, the light of Jesus is shining through you to them. And uh, all of you that are our listeners, um, if there's something that's a blessing to you, uh, reach out to us and uh, shoot us a text if you know us personally or over the social media platforms. And we'd love to hear back from you. Um, but continue on the book of James next week, we'll finish out chapter number two, but we are a privileged and honored to be able to preach and teach the word of God. And I'm glad that you were able to join us and listen today. And uh, we hope you all have a great day and uh, signing off for Garrett and Dalton. Have a great day in Jesus.